Welcome to the Morning Sky Show with Super Sly 75. You're listening to OnTheWakeUpRadio.com. Sign up for OTWTube.com, uncensored free speech platform. Shout out to our super producer, Cindy Ashby. All shows are live on TheWakeUpRadio.com. Catch replays on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as otwtube.com. And now back to your host, Super Sly 75. <clears throat> yo, yo, give me a sound check, please. Somebody give me a sound check if you don't mind, please. Por favor, por favor. Somebody give me a sound check and this B.I. it. Yo, oh boy. Keith, what's happening? Sydney, Sydney, hey, 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 hey. All right, all right. Nicole B's in the house. All right, Red. Brother, ain't you on the live right now? <laughs> ain't you on the live right now? <laughs> but I appreciate it, though. Thank you, bro. Mr. Chad, what's happening? What's happening? Be wise. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Be boss. Leah, hey. RC's in the house. Okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Louisville, man, listen. Okay, now I know you're trolling by that comment. I know you didn't mean that. I know you didn't mean that. Somebody owed me some money to get my time back for they clone Tyrone. But we'll get into it. But somebody owes me some money for my time. I could have done without. They clone Tyrone, but, uh, Kasha, hey, okay, okay, Dragon Mom's in the house, all right, I sound good, everybody says I sound good, okay, all right, Oppenheimer, the best movie of the year so far, man, we're gonna get into that too, we're gonna get into that too, Will be, thank you for the A on the cash app, brethren, appreciate it, thank you. Man, listen. Okay, I got a format. I don't want to deviate from the format. So let's just do this. This is the movie edition part. So let's do this real quick. So let me go over Oppenheimer and they clone Tyrone. And we're going to go go over the Barbie monologue that's in the movie where just America Ferreira's character just goes on this super feminist rant about the hardships of being a woman. All right, so first, let's get into They Clone Tyrone. They could have kept this. They could have kept this. Um, it, I don't know. It was so silly, y'all. It was so silly. Oh, okay, let's get to it. Jamie Foxx plays Slick Charlie. John Boyega plays Fontaine. Tiona Paris plays Yo-Yo. You got the gay guy from P-Valley, the rapper. He plays Isaac. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland plays Nixon. So let's get into it. Opening scene in front of a liquor store. Some random people are debating seeing a Tupac lookalike. A little boy named Junebug and Fontaine uh riding the car fontaine sees a rival drug dealer runs him over breaks his leg the drug dealer calls isaac 
And then in front of the liquor store, as Fontaine gets his 40 ounce, the old man asks, what's with the water, young blood? So the old man, this is a Groundhog Day movie. Kind of, sort of. It's like Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Kind of, sort of. So then Big Moss comes over to Fontaine's drop money off. Also, every every day, Fontaine knocks on his mother's door. Mama, you you hungry? I, I got you something to eat. No, nah, baby, I'm watching my stories. First two clues is it's a Groundhog Day effect. Is when the old man, when the old man says something to Fontaine outside the liquor store, he pours him some liquor. And then every time he goes to his mom's door, Mama, you, you need anything? No, nah, I had some food to fish fry. I'm okay. She never opens the door. He just knocks and like, Mom, you need anything? No, nah, I'm good. I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I was up to two in the morning watching this BS. But let's continue. This is what y'all want. All right, I'm going to give it to you. Big Moss drops the money off to Fontaine. It's light. Uh, Slick Charles owes Fontaine money. Fontaine goes looking for him. Isaac follows Fontaine. Once again, Isaac is the boss of the drug dealer that Fontaine ran over and broke his leg. So then Yo-Yo is talking to Slick Charlie about blockchain. Slick Charlie then tells Fontaine the dope he sold him was no good. Fontaine takes his money anyway. Isaac then catches up to Fontaine, blocks him in. There's a shootout. Fontaine is he gets shot and killed. The next morning, oh shit, my bad, <laughs> pushed the wrong button. The next morning, Fontaine wakes up. Another Groundhog Day effect. Wakes up the next morning and begins a Groundhog Day. He watches somebody get abducted into a black suburban down the street. The old man then says he's off to see the wizard again. It's the same day as, as before. But now this time the old man says he, he's off to see the wizard again. And then he looks in his room. The pizza box is already there. Fontaine then goes to see Slick Charlie. Slick Charlie is in di- disbelief. Uh, Slick Charlie tells Fontaine he was shot, calls him the ghost of Christmas past. He was shot six times. Six times. He's supposed to have tubes in him. I, mighty ironic that he's supposed to have tubes in him. And this Jamie Foxx video says, I don't want, I didn't want y'all to see me with tubes in me. They playing with y'all, but let's continue. Fontaine, Slick, Charlie, and they go find Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo tells Fontaine he, he heard he was shot. They go looking for Isaac's car, but finds the black suburban. Instead, they went to the trap house. They break into the trap house. They find a break room and an elevator. They wind up in an underground lab. Fontaine interrogates the lab worker. He tells Fontaine they're everywhere. So then as Fontaine goes to inspect the lab, as Slick Charlie holds the lab worker at gunpoint, he accidentally shoots and kills him. Fontaine discovers his original dead body. They didn't, they then leave. Fontaine then questions what he's seen. He says he's him. Fontaine wants to go back, but Yo-Yo stops him. The next day, Fontaine, Big Moss, and the crew go back to the same trap house, but it's now a regular house. There's no elevator. There's no lab, no nothing. 
Fontaine then leaves his crew and tells Yo-Yo there was nothing there. Who directed this movie? I forget. Is it important at this point? Not really, no. <laughs> it was a nobody, as far as I know. They come up with a, with a how-to mystery like Nancy Drew. They try to break down the mystery. You know how on screen, everybody has the scary movie theory of how to operate in a scary movie? Same theory here applies. It's like, okay, we're the Nancy Drew book. This is how Nancy Drew would do it. Okay. Slick Charlie discovers the hot box chicken is tainted by the same powder he tasted at the lab. So they're in the chicken spot and they're eating the chicken and everyone's just laughing and giggling, blah, 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 blah. Then Jamie Foxx is like, or Slick Charlie is like, he's just looking around. He's like, it's the chicken. It's the chicken. Another stereotypical trope. Let's go. Yo-Yo then tries to seduce the manager for the secret ingredient. She discovers a recording of the powder effects on the tape recorder. Uh, and all, all the subjects, test subjects are black, are black people. There's a line for the chicken place around the door. Wherever the chicken is served, which I initially thought it, uh, is where they're watching, right? But then it's not the, uh, it's not the chicken. It's the subs, the powdery substance they put into it. They put it into the chicken. They put it into the hair relaxer. Anything that black people purchase, they put the powdery substance into the product. Okay. Because at first you think it's just the chicken, it's not the chicken. So then Slick Charlie Yo-Yo trade theories about 9-11, conspiracy theories, the Berenstain Bears. And then they follow a van full of the product. Fontaine then, uh, Fontaine had lost his younger brother to police brutality. As he, you know, talking to Yo-Yo, she inquires about who the picture of the boy was. This is why Fontaine takes a liking to Junebug, because Junebug reminds him of his dead brother, Ronnie. They stop at a hair salon. Uh, Slick Charlie steals an ID from the van. The powder is also in the relaxer. There's a black teacher complaining about lack of funds. Isaac, Isaac then catches up to Fontaine at the beauty salon and calls him Lazarus. Yo-Yo and Fontaine then lose sight of the van. Fontaine then asks the old man, <clears throat> what does straighter is greater mean? Because once again, this is day number three. In front of the old man, the old man says, hey, straighter is greater. So then later on, during this, uh, this exchange, Yo-Yo says, yeah, straighter is greater. And he's like, what does that mean? So he goes back to the old man and says, hey, old man, what is straighter, straighter, that straighter is greater? What does that mean? He tells him to go to Mount Zion Church. They find the van at the church. And then they and then they rescue uh, Slick Charlie. So they go to the church. <laughs> the pastor's played by David Allen Greer. He puts on a perf a wonderful performance as the pastor, <laughs> like David Allen Greer as a as a as a church man, probably the best. Of course, we go back to um when he played the the, the, the pastor in Martin. Um, I got a feeling everything is gonna be all right. Ah ah ah. The Holy Ghost. The Tony. <laughs> Y'all remember that episode? He said, Shh, the Holy Ghost then told me everything's gonna be alright. <laughs> I gotta feel <laughs> David Allen Greer that can do no wrong as a preacher, man. All right, so after the service. They use the stolen key card to unlock a door 
behind the pew and then underneath the pew is an elevator. Okay. <laughs> Got <it for> you. <laughs> so then they steal some hazmat suits and they literally go un- into the underground lab. It's a dumb, it's a deep underground military base. Basically, whatever you thought it was, it, it pretty much looks like this. Okay. So then they go, there's a control room. In one room, they're doing wiretaps. Um, there's a research and development uh, team. Uh, there's, okay, so the research and development, there's different stages of MK Ultra being performed on black people. In one room, uh, somebody's being subjected to visual images like in the Clockwork Orange where the eyes are just kept open and just fed constant imagery. And then another uh, experiment, they use bass heavy rap music to make the subjects fight each other. They then change the song to I need a hug. And then those same black men begin to hug each other. All in your face. They playing with y'all with this movie. Another room, a black person's going undergoing electroshock therapy. Okay. So then Fontaine slick, Charlie yo-yo go to the cloning lab. Specific people have been, uh, have been cloned in, including the preacher. Uh, slick Charlie sees his clone. Now of all the shots in this entire movie, this shot when Jamie Foxx sees his clone, it lingers. It lingers. Not like when Fontaine sees his clone. No. When Jamie Foxx sees his slick, Charlie sees his clone. It's a long lingering pan shot. His reaction. He looks at the body back to his reaction, back to the body. Then there's this long pan shot and it's extended for a reason. Take it for what I'm saying for whatever it is worth. <laughs> okay. Let's continue. Uh, Fontaine then finds multiple clones of himself. Fontaine then shoots the clone multiple times saying you ain't me. They wind up in the strip club because they, they, the alarm went off and they're running for their lives. They wind up in the elevator and they wind up in a strip club. And then the DJ is told, Hey, we got three bogeys on, on their way to you. We'll go ahead and stop them. The DJ then changes the song to make the people dance in circles in a trance. The DJ calls it mind control music. <sighs> My God, I did not need to watch this. And then sends the patrons after the trio. The car is then surrounded. Fontaine, a Fontaine clone named Chester pulls up in the vehicle, opens the door. Nixon, played by Kiefer Sutherland, gets out. And he's a fixer, a cleaner, per se. Uh, okay, so Nixon says the black neighborhoods uh, are the control settings. They use them to keep the place undisturbed to keep their experiments going. He tells them just to look the other way. Fontaine attempts to shoot Nixon, but Nixon says Olympia black and paralyzes Fontaine. And then he instructs him to disarm uh, the yo-yo. He then tells uh, Fontaine to put the gun to yo-yo's head. He then tells Fontaine to put the gun to his head. And then he, he lets him go. He says, uh, Slick Charlie and Chester are expensive. Yo-Yo is cheap. 
meaning she's not worth the, the expense of to clone. But Slick Charlie and Fontaine are very expensive clones. <laughs> the next day, Yo-Yo goes to Fontaine. Fontaine says he's done. There's nothing good in the community. He accepts his lot in life and says he's not real. Yo-Yo says she's scared, but they have to do something. He tells her to leave. Days and days go by. <laughs> Wait, was while listening to Taylor Swift? Oh, no. Days and days go by the same routine. The old drunk tells Fontaine, you lose always. He asks the old man, how you do it? The old man then raises a cup, his cup of alcohol to him. This is how I do it. I, I stay drunk. Fontaine then breaks a bottle out of frustration. He finally goes to his mother's room. He knocks on the door. He says, hey, mama, you, you need anything? Are you hungry? No, baby, I just went in. I went to the fish farm. Okay. He says, mama, can, he, can you open the door? Please, mama, I just need you to open the door. Oh, no, baby, I'm just watching my stories. I'm watching my stories. So after the third or fourth time of begging his mother to open the door, he finally kicks the door in. It's an empty room with a table and a speaker box on top. And it just plays these messages. So this whole time, <laughs> that's been his mama. So he kicks the table over, smashes the speaker box, rips out the wires. Okay. And he has a mental break. Junebug then visits Fontaine. Uh, he says, you remind me of somebody I know, which is his dead brother. Fontaine then goes to see Slick Charlie. Yo-Yo tries to mail off evidence of the, uh, the, of the, of the cloning and all the uh, shenanigans in the town. She's then kidnapped by a black suburban. Slick Charlie and Fontaine go looking for Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo has been captured. Nixon has intercepted her information. Slick Charlie and Fontaine go to Isaac for help. Isaac, this is the same guy that shot uh, Fontaine. Uh, Isaac shoots Fontaine again. And then his body is picked up by the black suburban. And his clone is then activated as his consciousness is being transferred. Another Groundhog Day effect. The old man says he has that new car smell. Uh, Slick Charlie and then Wanda, another hooker that saw Yo-Yo get kidnapped. Uh, kidnap. Okay, okay. They kidnap Fontaine in an attempt to get him to remember. Fontaine then makes himself, they have a plan. So Fontaine uh, makes himself get killed to wake up in the lab. So there is this elaborate ploy between Isaac and... Fontaine and Slick Charlie. Slick Charlie says, look, they watching us. They watch everything we do. Here's the plan. And so in these segue shots, uh, the hookers are the go-betweens between Isaac and Fontaine. Fontaine wants $30,000 to kill Isaac again, but he doesn't kill Isaac. He actually shoots him in the shoulder. And, uh, then, and then Fontaine plays dead. He gets picked up. This is how he wakes up in the lab, and he only has a shoulder injury. He only has a blue wound in the, sh in the shoulder. So it's a huge bait and switch. Okay. So then. Uh, Slick Charlie gets the hood together. So the hood, the hood comes through. They, they all ride. They riding with Slick Charlie. Uh, there's an elevator in the liquor store. That's when you see in the trailers. Could you please show us the elevator so we can be at your presence? That scene. That's when Jamie in the hood 
go to the elevator to go raid the, the underground base. Uh, Yo-Yo, Yo-Yo is captured. She gets, she gets to relax or put into her hair and passes out. But it, but it doesn't work because Yo-Yo was wearing a wig the whole time. So she faked it. All right. They then trash the base. Fontaine faces off against his clone Chester. Slick, Charlie, and Yo-Yo release the clones. They face off against Nixon. Fontaine then meets the older version of himself, the real Fontaine. He's the lead geneticist. He says music, hair products, chicken, and clones help maintain the charade. They all have to be the same. The cloning initiative is what it's called. He says we discovered 378 unique characteristics for assimilation. He tells us the real story of Ronnie's death. Ronnie was shot by a cop and then left to die. It took him 15 minutes to bleed out. Fontaine, young Fontaine, the clone Fontaine, then tells Chester, the other clone Fontaine, Olympia Black, and then instructs Chester to shoot the old man Fontaine, killing him. On the news, then there's naked clones everywhere and they released the information about the cloning lab so then uh slick charlie yo-yo and fontaine decide to go to memphis to to continue the work to find the other labs to destroy those labs and expose the conspiracy moving forward so then we go to la the la version of fontaine the crip version (laughs) the crip version of fontaine wakes up (laughs) <laughs> and then he goes to the door and say, mama, you need anything? No, I'm okay, baby. I'm okay. And so then he goes out into the liquor store, gives something. He sees the old man. He pours the old man, uh, uh, another old man, uh, a shot of alcohol. And then they're back at the crib. And then the story from uh, Eldon or D- Dellen, I think the name of the city. So that story is all over the airwaves. You have all these black people, these black naked clones that don't know where they ca- they came from or how they got there. And people are like, what do we do with these naked people? They just showed up out of nowhere. So people are Red Cross is there. People are giving them blankets, food, shelter, all this good stuff. Right. They're asking them questions. Do you remember? Do you remember? How are you here? Why are you here? Do you know? Do you know what happened? They're, they're, they don't know nothing. OK, so then they see a clone version of Fontaine on the news. Fontaine's homeboy says, hey, ain't that you? End scene. So then the song plays. I think they cloned Tyrone. So Erica Badu remixed her own song, Tyrone. And instead of you better call Tyrone, she says, I think they cloned Tyrone. Somebody owes me money for this. Somebody owes me money. This is why I normally don't take requests to do movie breakdowns because half of y'all are so easily fooled. Half the time is not worth my time. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn, the town of Glenn. Okay, Glenn. Okay. Somebody owes me some money for this. So who's going to pay up? I, I didn't need to watch this. I didn't need to watch this. This was, I, I'll say this. Um, set design was good. Costumes look good. The, 
the background music was weird, but it fit. The color palette was pretty dark, but it worked. Jamie Foxx's cat, his his costume, his hairstyles, over the top, but it it worked. And it, listen, after watching this and then watching that last video, that last Instagram video of Jamie Foxx, if you think they're the same person, have at it, have it. And then people are like, "Well, I'm waiting to see that 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 Jarhead tattoo that he had on the back of his head to cover up his uh his uh." Uh, what is it? Shit! What is this? This the 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 procedure, the hair follicle procedure, right? Because that's why he got the jarhead tattoo, right? So I mean, it's not like they couldn't, you know, retattoo the back of his head to make it match. I, I'm just saying. But somebody owes me money, but y'all wasted my time to watch watching this movie. This was not worth it. This was not worth it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted assimilation. So he had, yeah, so in, the, in that scene, he had these five or six clones in various different stages of assimilation. So that's, yeah, because, yeah, because he was so upset that his brother had died because of his skin color, whatever the case may be. Yeah, somebody owe me. Somebody owe me. <laughs> All right, that was Clone Day Clone Tyrone. All right, um, let me do this real quick. Let me get to Barbie, and I'm not going to rehash the Barbie um, I just want to go over the monologue in this movie. This monologue was very, very good. It's very well written. If you are on the borderline of being a feminist, you will fall for this. So this was the monologue speech that the character played by America Fer uh, Ferreira had said before she started to wake up all the Barbies. Because remember, Ken went back to Barbie land first and brought patriarchy back with him. So by the time they showed up, the Barbies are submissive and serving the Kins and loving the idea of serving the Kins and being domestic, right? So this is the speech, the monologue she says. This is crazy. This is crazy deep. Extremely well written. Uh, I don't be surprised if Barbie gets mentioned for some awards down the road. I know people are like, it's a Barbie movie. No, that's your first mistake. Do not discount or diminish the impact this movie is going to have do not diminish the, the the writing in this movie very slickly written very slickly written let's continue let's go so the whole monologue says it is literally impossible to be a woman you are so beautiful and so smart and it kills me that you don't think you're good enough like we have to always be extraordinary but somehow we're always doing it wrong you have to be thin, but not too thin. And you can never say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but also you have to be thin. You have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. Let's continue. <laughs> This is deep. You have to have a career. Uh, you have to, you know, you have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women.
because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood. Hollywood is listening. But always stand out and always be grateful. But never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear, never get out of line. It's too hard. Okay. 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 Where am I? At? Okay. Wait, wait, where am I? At? System is rigged. You have to be rude. Fall down. Okay. It's too contradict. Uh, contradict contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says thank you and it turns out in fact that not only are you doing everything wrong but also everything is your fault i'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us and if all of that is true for a doll just representing women then i don't even know pay attention Pay attention. This is a slickly written movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's these white folk know what they doing. These white people know what they doing. Greta Gerwig director. Shout out to her. All right. Now let's get to oh let's get to Oppenheimer. Listen. First mistake that most people make going to this movie, they're looking for bombs to drop. There's no, you're not going to see Hiroshima and Nagasaki get bombed. You get a brief glimpse of fat man and little boy as they're loaded into the crates. So if you're going to this movie, think you're going to see mass destruction and, and loud explode. Well, you do get loud explosions, but mass destruction. No, 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 no. You, you're watching this for the wrong reason. You're watching this for the wrong reason. Listen, this movie has every white dude that you don't know their names, but you know their faces. This movie has every white dude from the last 20 years. You're like, yeah, him. And then him. Oh, that's old boy. Remy Malik is in this. The guy that played Freddie Mercury, he's in this movie. I didn't know that. Dev Patel from the movie Hereditary and the, uh, the Green Knight. He's in this movie. Homeboy that's always playing a soldier from Zero Dark Thirty. He's in this movie. And there's some old white dude. I was like, hey, I remember him. Man, listen. Man, listen. Christopher Nolan killed it with this cast. There's not one bad cast. There's not one actor in this movie that doesn't belong in this movie. It's perfection. You wanted 1930s, uh, you know, American men, like the, the, the white European, you got it. You got perfect German casting. The guy that plays the German that was working with the, the not, he's perfect, perfect casting. And then the guy that played Telly, the big Arab dude, Perfect casting. He's in. I was like, God damn it. Yo, for three hours, I was glued to the theater. I I love history. I love dramas. Nolan can do no wrong in my eyes. Now, once again, please don't come here and say, well, there were no black people. Duh. 
Did I expect Nolan to mention the 15, the 13 black men and two black women that helped uh, him achieve this, this, you know, uh, global event? No. I didn't expect him to, to mention any black people, let alone show. The only time you see black people in this movie is they made a reference to Carolyn Bryant, the sister that died from radioactive poisoning because she was a polonium expert, right? There's the... She, She's so mixed. I, I thought she was a white woman because there was this discussion. She's like, I don't know what it's going to do to my reproductive system. She's the only woman introduced to the team at, at Los Alamos. So I assume that was Carolyn Bryant. Uh, after they tested the Trinity test, there's a celebration. You see one black person in the crowd. And then when he, and then when Oppenheimer went back to UIC to do more recruiting against Colonel Rose's wishes, you see one black person that kind of introduces everybody to, to, to Oppenheimer. So that's as far as you're going to get as far as black folk in this movie. I don't know why you thought he's going to get a super historical accurate depiction of it per se. Like, don't do that to yourself. Okay. Killian Murphy killed it. Uh, Matt Damon did it. Did his, I was thoroughly enjoyed. Robert Downey Jr. playing Strauss. So this whole time, basically, is two parts. Two Oppenheimers we're, we're dealing with. Post-Trinity test, a, a pre-Trinity test, post-Trinity test. Uh, talked about his life at Cambridge. Um, at one point, he tried to poison his teacher, his professor, with potassium cyanide. Um, he met the one British physicist that inspired him to leave Cambridge to go to America because at that time Oppenheimer was the only one talking about quantum mechanics. Okay. In the beginning it turned in, it was in the beginning it was quantum mechanics. By the end of the movie, it's quantum physics. All right. So Oppenheimer was always inspired by the stars and then the raindrops when it hit water, because you know, the, the raindrops, it, the, the, the ripple effect, it would spread out and it's just multiple, multiple, multiple hits. So then he has these flashes in between these almost nightmare flashes of uh, nuclear fission, atoms exploding, um, uh, ICBM missiles flying overhead. This was a deep fucking movie, man. This was deep. I, listen, for it, the pacing wasn't too bad. The pacing wasn't too bad. But I was locked in because I, 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 like I said, I'm a history buff. Um, let me see. After the crowd cheering, I thought the movie was done. Couldn't hold another movie. Yeah. So the third act, it gets into Strauss's plan to basically ruin um, Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer embarrassed Strauss during a committee hearing for radioactive isotopes. So then um, Oppenheimer kind of puts on a show and kind of makes fun of the request for isotopes at the expense of Strauss. Okay. Uh, in the beginning, um, Oppenheimer is a communist or he was introduced to communism. Communism is like really, was really, really big in the thirties and forties. You had McCarthyism. Um, by the time he, re he renounced, uh, communism, he calls himself a new deal Democrat. This is why I need Nick for this. Um, the feds keep a tab on him. Because of his allegiances to com communism, Jean, the, the first woman he was dealing with off and on, she was a, a staunch communist. At one point, he's like, I can't deal with you because you're a communist. The only way I can get, the only way he can work on this project 
to be even get onto the project it was that he had to, he had to, to denounce communism. Um, his wife, his then before he met his wife, she was married to, to, to one of the old professors. They were having an affair. She got pregnant and she got time to divorce just right to divorce the old man. That way she could marry Oppenheimer and have the baby and no one suspect a thing. The one guy he was cool with his mentor, Chevalier, Chevalier, if I remember correctly, was a spy, right? And then, so Colonel Rhodes comes to him. Um, oh my, I, I'm not going to try to break down three hours. It, it, it's unreal. At one point, there was a Russian spy, uh, Fuchs, one of the scientists named Fuchs. He was a Russian spy because midway through their program, the Russians created a, a, a bomb similar. A homeboy, uh, Battelle, he, he proposes an idea using water. He said, why would, why don't we just use water? You know, we it can compact the atoms, get a greater kilo, kilowatt of energy expanded. And he was like, you mean like a hydrogen bomb? He's like, yes. So he was the one that inspired the idea for the hydrogen bomb. Not so much Oppenheimer, but if going by history, whatever the case may be. Um, so midway uh, during the atomic bomb construction, they were messing with the idea of using a hydro, uh, building a hydrogen bomb. But Oppenheimer nixed it. He's, I mean, he's like, I don't want to do that. Let's just focus on the atomic and with the with the plutonium U thirty U two thirty nine, let's do that. Um, they do the Trinity test, and then <laughs> they dropped it, and then activated the bomb. And all you see the light show, and then like five minutes later, the concussion blast hits. This is a loud movie. This is a loud movie because during those flashes of nuclear fission here and there, this and this and that. It's it, the bass. It's just loud. It's almost, it's almost, it, yeah, it's just, it, it, it will irritate you. It will almost irritate you. It is so loud and so pulsating, but that concussion blast, when it hit, because everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just boom. And whoosh, 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 whoosh. It's like, God damn it. Cause you just see the light. That's all you see. And there's silence. And they're, they're, they had this, they were like three miles away. So it took a while for the concussion blast to, to get to everybody. But when that shit hit, yikes. Um, oh, my God. So many things I'm going to miss with this. But I'm not going to chime on too long. But this was a great fucking movie. Another, another hit for, uh, for, uh, for Nolan. Another hit. So don't go in. Man, listen. At the very least, see it in Dolby. If you can do it in IMAX, that's cool, too. Oh, and then at one point when they were back at UIC trying to play around with the ideas of, of nuclear fission, Oppenheimer was like, it's just a theory. It, it can't work. And then they found out the Germans already had been, been able to split an atom and ping it. And so they tried to experiment. The young boy did it. He's like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. It can be done. Because Oppenheimer is all about theories. And old boy is like, listen, theories is one thing, but at some point you have, to, you have to test a theory. So when they finally figured out how to split the atom you know, multiple, multiple times, then it's like, okay, now the race is on, but the Russians got a, a, a head start because one of the scientists on the project was a Russian spy. Then there's Colonel Pash. Colonel Pash was sent in to investigate Oppenheimer. Colonel Pash was the son of a Russian Bolshevik. So you can imagine him, hey, anything with communism, you know, they were like, this guy kills communists with his bare hands. So then at one point, Rhodes and Oppenheimer are having a discussion and Rhodes is like, what did you tell him? Did you, did you not know you couldn't Oppenheimer was so naive for as brilliant as he was. He was so naive. All the people that he, they had around him 
They were feds. Federal agents were sent in to kind of infiltrate and get uh, get tabs on Oppenheimer because of his past allegiances allegiances to communism, right? And there was this d- d- debate, ongoing debate between socialism and Marxism, and everyone was like, socialism is, is the way, socialism is the way. Don't do fascism. Fascism is bad, but socialism, socialism and communism is the way. All right. So uh, as a favor to Oppenheimer, Rhodes had stationed Colonel Pash to Europe midway through his investigation. And then, so the third act we get into where Strauss pretty much organized this fake tribunal to revoke or not give Oppenheimer uh, any more security clearance. Right. So they brought in Roy Robb, the main prosecutor. Right. So the, the, the uh, it was Strauss's assistant. It was like the whole time kind of piecing together, like well, what, what really happened with Oppenheimer? Why did you, why did the government turn on him? Right. So then, you know, him and Strauss are having a conversation. And then, then towards the third act, the, the assistant kind of understands that it was Strauss the whole time. He's been plotting this for the last six years against Oppenheimer. Um, Strauss is trying to get a cabinet position. So what ends up happening is um, Oppenheimer kind of turns the, uh, the tribunal kind of against Strauss. They agree that he, he was loyal and he not a com- communist, but they still revoked his security clearance unanimous nope two to one two to one two to one it was a two to one vote that he didn't get a security clearance so then what ends up happening is because of that enough people rallied around Oppenheimer this has become the rally um, Remy Malik's character because towards the second act he's just in it for like a spot here a spot there I'm like this guy's too big of a star to be in this movie for like five ten minutes so then at the at the hearing he gives his speech yeah they're trying to you know steer Oppenheimer, you know, get, you know, trying to, trying to run him, in, run him into the ground all because of Strauss and Strauss was embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. Everyone's like, <gasps> all right. So then comes time to vote. If, if Strauss gets the, the position, Strauss does not get the appointment. The assistant tells him there were three people that voted against you. He says, oh, okay, who were they? And he says, well, there was one young Senator from Massachusetts uh, John F. Kennedy. I was like, ooh. I was like, ooh, JFK. All right, so it pretty much ends. Um, so then the speech, the, 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 okay, we got to go flashback. When Strauss was trying to uh, appoint or give uh, Oppenheimer the position at Princeton to run the department, uh, Albert Einstein is there. And Strauss didn't know that Oppenheimer and um, Einstein were like this. So oh, I didn't know. He said, yeah, I've known him for years. So he goes out. This is the scene in the trailer where his hat flies off and he goes out to there to give it to him. So then towards the end, because you don't know what he said to him, when Strauss walks up, he says, hey, well, how did it go? Cause, and then Albert Einstein walks past Strauss, doesn't say anything, doesn't even look at him. So they go back to that conversation. He says, you know what they're going to do? They're going to, you know, basically punish you for being great. Same thing they did to me. You know what I'm saying? They're going to use you and then they're going to turn on you. And then after years later, they're going to give you an award not for you, but for them. And then we flash forward, fast forward. Oppenheimer gets a, 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 I believe a medal or Nobel peace prize, whatever the case may be. And all his old buddies that work on the project with him come up to get, to shake his hand. Everybody's old and shake his hand, whatever the case may be. And you hear this, the speech that that Einstein's playing and narrating in the background. And so then Telly, the Arab dude that introduced the idea of hydrogen goes up to shake his wife's hand and she doesn't shake his hand because she, the whole time she's like, look, is Strauss trying to, you trying to bury you. Why are you so naive? They're all against you. 
even though she was a drunk and it was a half-assed mother, but that, but she still understood. She saw these niggas was like on his neck. And he was like, why you just can't see it? That's the condensed version. This was a very, very good movie. <laughs> riveting, riveting, riveting. What great, like A minus, man. A minus. A minus. A, I mean, the dialogue alone, because if you're trying to get understand 1930s American men, 1930s Germans, 1930s Europeans mindset and how they dealt with each other. You know, I, I may hate your guts, but I'm still going to be, you know, give you decorum, but I'm going to get you. I'm going I'm to wait this out. I mean, it's just. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. This was super. It was a super dope movie. Super dope movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then, and then they were like, well, the, the Germans, you know, after the Germans, conceded whatever they're like the Japanese are not going to concede they're not going to they're not going to surrender but why wouldn't they the Germans did and they're like no the Japanese are not going to surrender so then the the funniest the, the killer part of this entire movie they're picking out cities to bomb Japan right so the head chairman says well let's not let's not bomb Kyoto because of its cultural significance and plus me and my wife had a honeymoon there and the white man is so cold chose not to bomb Kyoto because him and his wife had their honeymoon there. That's the most gangster shit. <laughs> White man undefeated. <laughs> I don't give a he said me and my wife honeymoon there. <laughs> Scratch this off the list. So they had 14 cities to choose from. Holy cow. And they picked Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And then all you see towards the end after they after the test is them loading up the big bomb and the little bomb onto the truck. And they leave. And they pretty much leave everybody out to dry. The military is like, okay, job done. We out. You know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, I mean, listen, it, it, if it, it's, it's loud. It's loud. It is a loud movie. When it hits, it hits. Those flashback scenes. And then, you know, during the speech, all the people are stomping their feet on the ground. It's just deafening, deafening. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. That was my Oppenheimer uh, review breakdown. Flawless. Flawless. Okay. All right. Man, man, listen. I don't know who's coldest, Americans or Germans. <laughs> Leave them alone. <laughs> They will eradicate you. Leave America, leave Americans and Germans alone. They will eradicate you. <laughs> um, the scene where the crowd was cheering in the gym until a child screamed. Oh, and then when he's in the plane, he sees the V2 rockets flying over. And then he has the, the vision of the ICBMs and then the vision of the world burning. So what they didn't know was how to contain the explosion. Because once you set off, once you start splitting atoms, it doesn't stop. So they had to find a chemical agent to kind of do a contained explosion. Because until they found that magical agent to contain the explosion, what you really do is you run the risk of um, a chain reaction that, would, that could affect, uh, affect the entire planet. So the whole time they're like, you mean we could, we could destroy the world with this test? And they're like, yeah. 
atoms are everywhere. Once you start splitting atoms and then the energy from that affects other atoms, it's just a, a chain reaction and it just goes and there's, no, there's nothing to stop it. So they had to find a, a per, the, 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 the chemical agent to kind of keep it a contained explosion. Crazy shit, man. And, um, you know, the one part was weird. The sec- Okay, the two sex scenes, the one sex scene that got everybody upset was they had the, uh, the, Baga- the Bagadad Vita when he met Jean and, and they were having sex. And she was like, you, you can read this Sanskrit? He's like, yeah, I'm learning. He's, she's, no, she's like, read. She's like, read, read it. Read the words. So while they're having sex, he, he, that's when he, with the famous speech, I'm, I become death, destroy of worlds, right? That was the first time. So then during the inquiry, during the tribunal, when they're bringing up Gene and his past communist um, affiliations, he's in a chair naked, and then Gene's on top of him riding him during the Inquisition, right? And she's looking at his wife. I was like, that's weird, but okay. So those, those are, I guess those are the sex scenes that kind of got everybody like, oh, sex scenes. And I was like, ah, we've seen worse. You know, we've seen. Okay, okay, all right. I'm good. I'm good. Okay, let's get on. Let's get on. Let's get on. Let's get. What great? Yeah, I get yeah, a minus. It's a flawless, flawless movie, flawless movie. Okay, where am I going with this next? Okay, let me get rid of that. Oh, we we have we have Carly Russell updates. Listen, this is better than any soap opera, any telenovela right now. Right now, the Carly Russell show is lit. <laughs> right now, the Carly Russell show is lit. Do you understand? Let's continue with the Carly Russell show updates. All right. This is Maya Simmons. This is the woman I suspect that Carly Russell is messing with. Okay. And why, why slide? Because this is the woman that says she was on the phone with Carly when she found this baby on the side of the highway. This is the brother's sister that I still believe was messing with Carly. They had something going on until I see different. I'm going to die on this hill. Okay. Uh, did I see the flash? Yeah, I seen it. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, they butchered it to death, but for what it was, you know, um, all right. So let's get into the, the latest. So she had something to say. She had something to say. Once again, this is my theory. I haven't heard anybody jump on it. That's fine. But I'm gonna die on this hill until I see otherwise. This is the boyfriend's sister, Maya Simmons. Okay. Alpha and Omega Palm in the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's see what's going on next. Let's go. All right. So, okay. She spoke about it via Facebook. So what does she say? What does she say? She says, man, here y'all go since y'all literally waiting on me to speak out on the situation and give my thoughts on it. Once again, she inserted herself into this because she's the one that told everybody, hey, I'm on the phone with Carly with this baby Right. Oh, and I heard her. Sc- and she's the one that said she heard Carly scream and then in the phone. She said this. That means she's complicit. She's complicit. That tells me they got something going on, but I could be wrong. But let's go. She says, uh, wait a minute. OK, 
Y'all wait on me to speak out on the situation and give my thoughts on it. I okay, I'm back. I'm back. I wasn't even dropping no, no, nothing heavy. Was that? Was it? Was it the Oppenheimer review? Powers that be? Was it the Oppenheimer? It's just a movie review, bros. Cheesy peach. I'm buffering bad. Let me go look. Let me see how bad I'm buffering. They own me. They own me tough, y'all. They own your boy neck. Still buffering. Okay, I don't I don't see myself buffering now. I'm good. I should be good. Okay, I'm not buffering. Okay. Wow, let's continue. Let's continue. All right. Um Okay. Okay. Once again, she told us she heard Carly scream. Let's continue. Let's continue. Okay. Next statement. Next statement. Um. Okay. Wait. Shouldn't. My, okay. My should, okay. My shouldn't. Shouldn't speak on things you don't know nothing about. My emotions are high. I really could turn my emotions into actions. I mean, I could really headbutt her. LOL, no, seriously, do everything under the sun for what she she have done, especially my brother. But I won't do that. I'm going to let God work. I don't know what he's going to do with her. And then also you see she's wearing a leopard print. I don't believe in coincidences at all. There's no such thing if you ask me. But let's continue. I don't know what he's going to do with her. Now we're going to get to the brother. Now I, I, now I believe the brother is in on it as well let's go let's go i have my theories i have my theories i have a theory okay god work i don't know what he's going to do with her and her family but i know he's turning it around in a positive light for mine and that is only because we honor him daily once again this he but okay uh, this whole situation is stupid as hell, but at the end of the day, she's the one embarrassed. Everyone is literally on her neck for lying the way she did. They both righteous nationwide right now. I just really pray for her. And okay, so. So who? Okay, so that's her and the brother. This must be their family, their parents. This must be the parents on the left side. Okay, I really just pray for her. And let me see. And nationwide right now, I just really pray for her and her family to just tell the truth ooh, about everything and pray for Carly's mind because God going to deal with them. Just like everyone that personally knows Carly and everyone who genuinely cared about her well-being from the jump, we really thought she was missing like everyone like everyone else on my timeline we clueless as well but my heart goes out to my brother tamar latrell simmons i don't like to see my family go through anything they don't have to go through but he gonna be good and we good regardless once again i i believe the brother did a pivot midway through but come on let's continue let's continue i have a theory i have a theory I'm proud of him. He did his part being a real man and going out searching hard for his girlfriend like any concerned boyfriend would do. 
But like I said, God is turning this situation around for our good. He, the only one allowed to this to play out the way it did. I just want to thank everyone who reached out to me, us concerned about how Tamar is feeling. He is going to be okay. Way better than he was before. She fumbled. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to my theory. We're going to get to my theory. Hold up. Okay. Maya's post on Facebook. Uh oh. Has since been deleted. Okay. Now. Let, let's do this. Let's go take a look at Homeboy's IG, shall we? Let's go take a look. I need to redo my thingamajig. Hold up, y'all. Let me redo my, my chat box because I don't like the way it's set up right now. Wait a minute. Give me one moment. Let me make my chat box adjustments. I need to change the height on this because I'm not liking the height. Oh, no, that's not it. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, let's do this. Height, height, height. Height 720. Let's do 1500. 1500. Let's see what that looks like. Is that too tall? That's too tall. That, that's too tall. Okay, let's do 1200. Let's do 1200 for height. Okay, I think that looks better. All right, that should be better. All right, let's go take a look at Homeboy's uh, IG. I have a theory. Hopefully someone can confirm my theory real quick. Now, this is his IG as of right now. Okay. Now, y'all tell me what do you see and what don't you see? Tell me what do you see? Also tell me what don't you see? Okay. I'll give you guys some time. I'll give you guys some time. What don't you see? And also what do you see? All right. Does anybody have an idea? Guess? Clue? Okay. Yes? No? No? Yes? All right. So let's do the obvious. <laughs> let's, let's do the obvious. We don't see any, we don't see Ms. Russell. <laughs> Correct. We do not see Carly. We don't see Carly. We just see him. Right. And you're, you're like, okay, Sly. Well, yeah, that's no big deal because they found her and maybe they broke up again. He was just showing solidarity. Okay. I'll give you that. But there's something that we need to put our, our, uh, our aluminum items on. Listen, all of a sudden now is he has a, a blue check mark. This is where the grifting, my grifting theory comes in. Now, all of a sudden he has a blue check mark and now it's a clothing brand. 
Wait, wait, wait. That's a that's a quick pivot, bro. That's a quick ass pivot, bro. So now all of a sudden, we're not even a week, not even a week after she's been found, he all of a sudden paid for the blue check and then turned it into a clothing page. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But we're not done. We're not done. So now my theory is this. I believe just like the parents, they discovered midway that she was capping. Everybody tried to trying to pivot and minimize the blowback on top of him and Carly trying to monetize this situation. Okay. They're trying to monetize this. If you're going to, if you're risking going to jail, at least make some money out of it. Yeah. But let's continue. Let's continue. Let's see if, if my theory, you know, holds, has any weight. All right. Let's see what they talking about. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah. See, so while trying to just stress the mental health aspect, both, both, both Carly and Tamar found a way to monetize and financially benefit from this ordeal. Let's how, how so, how so yesterday, Carly went back and forth, deactivating and activating her social media accounts. Okay. Ultimately, she changed her profile settings to content creator. So she is monetized for interaction on her page. Once again, ultimately, she changed her profile settings to content creators. So she is monetized for interaction on her page. Let's go. The same goes for Instagram, sporadically placing her account on private while simultaneously accepting the requests. It says Carly can now uh, accept Instagram follow requests, but can't talk to us about anything. Kind of seems like all she wanted was fame attention, even if it was for the wrong reasons. She deleted her Facebook account and turned off her comments and her photos on Instagram with 37,200 followers. And I think she made her account private. So people, oh shit, this is in a way I can't see it. Ah, damn it. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Tomar also removed all of his posts on Facebook except one pinned post while also directing traffic to his Instagram. Published a new clothing line. <laughs> oh, pushing, pushing a new clothing line. Okay, so let's go back here. So let's take a look. Is this the pin comment? Which one this is the pin one, right? Oh, no, they're both pin, all three pin. Okay, let's see what it says here. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Okay, that's not it. Nope. Let us go back. Let's see what this one says. So, no, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. So we don't have a link for the clothing brand. We don't have a link. Let's see what this says. 
So we don't have an actual link to the clothing brand. But okay, let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. Even in the first few days, he gained a lot of traffic to his Instagram. Right? He at this point he was at eleven thousand eight hundred. Now this nigga sitting at fifty eight thousand eight hundred followers. Let's continue. Let's continue. Now suddenly his bio reads clothing brand and he bought the verified blue check. Okay. Not to mention he's still following Carly. Mm. Woodhouse Spa put out a se uh, se several statements about Carly since the start. Now claiming they are struggling to keep the doors open due to the backlash. So in addition, the spa has been getting slammed with nasty social media messages and damaging one star reviews because of its affiliation with Russell. Basically, we've spent the last day battling to get things deleted. Comments I've had to shut down my comment section on Instagram and Facebook page, which hurt us because we do a lot of marketing there. We're just trying to keep the doors open. Wow. Now, why can't black folk use their powers for good? However, the reviews on both Facebook and Yelp are not reflecting. Uh oh, are not reflecting their claims nor would those reviews over a week's time be able to impact the current stability of the business okay so is the business lying are they lying on both social media sites the business still maintains a 4.0 score so they're capping as well so everyone's trying to get money off this gcp this is sad okay woodhouse spa okay 4.0 uh 171 reviews that's a 4.0 rating. Wow. Okay. Tomar's sister Maya has also made a point to monetize her platforms due to this ordeal. Is that right? I didn't see this part. I didn't see this part. Okay. <laughs> Go subscribe to only Maya. Y'all know I'm lit. New vids on the way. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. What are we doing, sis? Once again, leopard print again. Okay, laughing my ass off. Go subscribe to Only Maya. Y'all know I'm lit. New vids on the way. Link down below. So she has a YouTube. Okay. Dropping her YouTube channel strategically. Of course. Of course. Minutes after she made a statement via Facebook, allowed it to circulate and then deleted it, pushing people to her page. Okay. 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 So the Grifton, everybody's in. A, at this point, everybody's in on it. Like everyone's trying to get money off this. Like there's no mental, mental illness issues here. This is a greed and attention seeking whoredom issue. This is a lack of validation issue. This is a social media is currency issue, right? This is crazy. So I'm of the ilk that the parents found out midway. I believe the brother found out midway 
and everyone's trying to make some little money before whatever happens comes down to buy a basically a cash grab. So they're going to try and profit off everybody's concern, uh, anger, emotional anxiety, all that good stuff. They're going to profit off your pain. Mm-mm-mm. That's terrible. That is terrible. 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 All right, let me do this real quick. Two more stories I want to cover before I get into Jason Aldean and get up out of here. All right. We talked the other day about honor killings. We talked the other day about honor killings and how the, the, the fathers of these, of these homes, these families uh, take and do, you know, make it, uh, deem it, uh, you know, a high esteemed honor to take out a wayward daughter. Now, you're going to see more of this. You're going to see more of this. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Only because of social media that you even know this stuff is happening as much as it's happening. Okay. If you live in one of these Muslim countries, stay your ass off these platforms. Your fathers are not playing with y'all. Let's go. 10-year-old Iraqi girl was taken out by her father for doing a TikTok video without hijab. This is the fourth case that we know of just for this week. Okay. Now, let me see if we can find... Talk. my father nope that's not it that's not it that's not it 10 year old was she from where is she from what country is this ah oh, damn it that's not it where is it at Iraq okay yeah if man Iraq man they do <laughs> okay Iraqi Nope, that's the old girl. That's off Twitter. We don't have a name, though. Is this it? No, that can't be it. Okay, is this it? I think this is it. Okay. We might be clear. Yeah, this might be it. Okay, an Iraqi father... Took out his 10-year-old daughter over her appearance in a video on a TikTok application, according to the Iraqi Women's Rights Organization to support women and families. And details organization revealed in a tweet via its Twitter account that a father, because of the spread of the video of her TikTok application in the government in the south of the country, the girl's mother said in a report published by the organization that the father collapsed on her little girl violently then began to strangle her indicating I tried to defend her but he hit me and then continued to abuse the child she added he always said the girl is a disgrace and if she grows up what are we going to do therefore it must be disposed of from now on wow stop playing 
and your daddy tell you to do something, do it. <laughs> if your if da- your daddy don't want you to do this, then don't do it. What do we? Come on, kids. Come on. You're not gonna win. Okay, that's all we can find on that story. If if more pops up, I'll uh, I'll cover it. But as of right now, that's the only thing I got. Let's continue with more calamities and issues. Now, this case I've been meaning to look into, but this is weird. This is weird. Now, most people are going to be like, for Augusta Osetian Onuwabagbe in Lagos. So the Lagos <laughs> Jeez. Police Command has confirmed the murder of 21-year-old Instagram influencer Augusta Oh, this listen, and removal of her genitals by her lover Benjamin alias Killaboy AJ or Aja and Aja Lot in Lagos. Also confirmed was the retrieval of a suspected confessional note allegedly left behind the, by the 26 year old lover boy. Benjamin currently is on the run. It was gathered that detectives from AJ police station had forced open the door to the apartment located on oral estate uh, after Augusta's mother reported her inability to reach her daughter. It was learned that the woman had received a call from her daughter, uh, an undergrad at Leeds University on July 11th, that she had a quarrel with her lover and would be going to his place for them to resolve the issue. For That was mistake number one. <laughs> that was your first damn mistake, though. Bruh, I don't know what, I ain't talking about nothing, you two, why y'all on my ass like this? I ain't talking about nothing, just a little lover's quarrel. All right, we back good, y'all? We back good? I just make sure we, we back good. All right. Oh, damn, let's try it again. Shoot. Yeah, this is definitely um not staying on YouTube. Uh, this will be everywhere but YouTube when I get done on this. Okay, let's continue. Uh, saw her daughter's Mercedes-Benz C30 outside of Benjamin's house, and they knocked several times on the door with no response from there. They were said to have gone to the estate security post to complain, but were asked to go to, to the police station so that the police would come and open the door. Um, uh, okay, you lend to, to the suggestion. Augusta's mother, it was gathered, went to the police station, filed a complaint, and the divisional police officer led detectives to the apartment to force open the door. Oh, as soon as the door was opened by the police, the body of the girl was discovered in a pool of her blood with her private part chopped off. The body was fast decomposing and was quickly covered. Confirming the incident said marks of violence and signs of struggle were obvious or were obvious on the body, adding that the place was cardened for forensic experts to carry out their investigations. He confirmed that a note was recovered from the scene, adding that efforts were on to apprehend the suspect. Meanwhile, Benjamin, it was gathered, took to his Instagram page to confess to have stabbed Augusta 
by mistake during an argument, adding that he fled the scene out of fear. In a series of incoherent posts shared on his Insta story, the suspect denied allegations he used he used he, he used his lover for ritual, insisting she was the love of his life and they had been together for two years. He said those painting the ritual narrative were mani manipulating the situation, urging those abusing his late lover to stop because she did nothing wrong. According to him, the problem in their relationship was toxicity, adding that they had an issue on July 11th and had agreed to meet the next day to talk it over. But things got worse. He claimed he had been having self-deletion thoughts since then and was ready to die, turn himself in to give her family closure. He wrote, I got into an argument with my girlfriend, which, uh, which fight I mistakenly stabbed her and ran away out of the, out of fear and been having thoughts ever uh, since then. I want to end my life now because I have lost the one I cherish so much. I want to do the right thing and turn myself in. I will gladly end it by pain with my life now. I have failed myself. I have failed my mom. I failed my family. Oh, Lord, I can't believe this. I can't li leave with this guilt. I'm going crazy. I will say nothing but the truth all from the beginning to what brought us here. Woman has ended me. I will turn myself in shortly. Woman, woman, woman. Bye for now till I do so. I deserve death. No running away. I accept whatever fate has for me. I will give this to her family. Woman was finally the end of you, Benjamin. Best. Woman, oh woman. I think I got the love I think I deserve. I blame myself. I will give in. I surrender. I will pay for this. I will pay for this. My days on earth are numbered. I know I have no much years to live in this in the evil world anymore so nothing to lie about anymore as there's nothing to lose i have lost it all already and nothing to prove anymore i will say the truth and only the truth will bring me god's acceptance in heaven i believe i will live the remaining days i have left being truthful and cooperating with investigation and turning myself in while awaiting death this is my promise to god now i will keep to it i wish i can go back in time i achieved so much at 26 and i had the world at my palm i won over 300 million naira on sporty bet between last and this year, which I'm unbelievable. I made move from launch pad launches. I had everything I, I could wish for. I lived that life. I had the cars, good life and all. I got dual citizenship. What else? I was in such a good place. God did everything for me, answered all my prayers. I got everything I ever wished for God. And it ended like this. Oh my God, how did this happen? I ruined my own life by myself. Holy cow. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Wow. Oh, he mutilated her body. That he was angry. I mean to do all that. Okay, this was her. That's him. Okay. Okay. open the door that was him okay yeah with her private part chopped off <whistles> that was the source of his frustration clearly so he says well that's what i'm doing and god have have said give in and I will do so. I took the wrong turn. I, I admit I will submit myself. This person says verse come out and surrender. It's over. Be it mistake or not. You took the wrong turn. Spend your remaining days to communicate with your creator. He says, no, I didn't add that. So anybody can defend me at this stage. I am. There's no need for that. I'm just being transparent on what led to that point. Also, 
chats and date can't lie so i can't manipulate anything i swear but regardless she died in my hands and there's no justification for that which is why i want to give in and will accept death as a penalty at a cheating uh oh uh oh at a cheating so they'll come and defend you twitter wow wow this is crazy y'all be careful out here the nation nigeria let's see what they say yeah same thing okay wow all right is that it is that everything i got did i cover everything i think so oh no uh last thing jason aldean jason aldean everyone's talking about jason uh, listen i i didn't even realize this was him like i forgot this was him years ago jason aldean this is the guy that's got everyone <laughs> in a frenzy this is the country guy that <laughs> dude's definitely on demon time for sure for sure right so this is the guy that the country guy has got everybody in the tizzy over his song the lyrics small town blah 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 so he had a response for everybody that's taking shots at him and i find it kind of funny what he said so let's take a listen to what he says and once again jason aldean pretty much does not appeal to the majority of people that watch me so let's go everybody having fun so far tonight Well, I gotta tell you guys, man, it's been a long-ass week. It's been a long week, and I've seen a lot of stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff suggesting I'm this, suggesting I'm that. Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's one thing I feel. I feel like everybody's entitled to their opinion. You can think... You can... You can think something all you want to, it doesn't mean it's true, right? So... Okay, okay. What I am is a proud American. I'm proud to be from here. Okay, that's, that's great. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's get to it. Sounds good, Jason. Let's get to it. I love our country. I want to see it restored to what it once was before all this bullshit started happening to it. Restored to what? What, what do you want to see the country restored to before all this BS started? Because really, y'all issues moving forward are with the immigrants. Because the issues y'all got are with the immigrants. But let's continue. Wait, 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 wait. Not only the immigrants, but Big Pharma. Right? Y'all ain't busted shot at Big Pharma. Big Pharma told y'all to stay in, indoors and put on a mask. And get these inoculations. Nobody ain't bust a grape at Big Pharma yet. But let's go. I love my country. I love my family. And I will do anything to protect that. I can tell you that right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Control that position, people. Control that position. Here's what I want to say. A lot of things out there. And one thing I love, you guys know how it is this day and age, cancel culture is a thing. That's something that if people don't like what you say, they try and make sure that they can cancel you, which means try and ruin your life, ruin everything. One thing I saw this week 
was a bunch of country music fans that could see through a lot of the bullshit, all right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you know what? Let's do this. Let's go through the lyrics. I just want, I'm curious. I know other content creators have, have covered this. I personally don't care for it because I don't get, I don't let myself get emotionally attached or riled up to stuff like that. Um, small town lyrics. There we go. Is this it? Nope, that's not it. Yeah, there we go. All right, so here are the lyrics. Small town. Jason Aldean. Like, really? All right, so just to be on the safe side, after this, I'm pulling this bad boy down. But it'll be everywhere else but YouTube for whatever reason. I don't I don't feel like dealing with the headaches. All right, let's continue. Mm, let's see. Let's keep the red dirt roads red dirt. Keep it, Keep the little white church. Keep keeping God first. Keep dragging that plow. Keep the blue on your collar. Keep the sweat on your dollar. Keep the sins in the water and your roots in the ground. Keep standing tall. The hell in your gnaw. Here's to all y'all keeping small town small. To the ones who rock and rust on a box body truck. Rev it up. Keep that rubber burned down. To the ones coming home to your homecoming queen. Keep making that little, that girl's daddy's proud to all y'all fighting for that flag we gonna hold it down till y'all get back and keeping the red dirt road keeping the little white church keep, okay blah 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 to the gone but not forgotten god tell them we got them and we know they're looking down on this town blah 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 all right so basically in the first and the first verse it's about the suits which is cool all right, so then second verse, and then the transition. I don't see what got everybody upset, to be honest with you. But once again, this is coming from the same man that did this. So I don't know what else to tell you at this point. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what else to tell you. Is buffering still? Super buffering. All right, I'm going to pull it. This is going to be everywhere else. It'll be everywhere else but YouTube. So let me get out of here, chop this up, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace. Hey, once again, I'm sorry for the for the, the shit show. It's out of my control. So I, I'm taking the hint. I'm going to get up out of here for the night.